Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone. So as you can see from the title of this episode, the book I am talking about today is Book of Night by Holly Black, and it is an adult, dark fantasy novel. And I actually stumbled across this book when I was just browsing the bookstore and looking for all sorts of different books, and I had never heard of this one, unfortunately never heard of the author, at least off the top of my head seeing the name Holly Black, and I just went ahead and bought the book. And then a couple weeks later, I ended up reading the book just because I was looking for what to read next, and so I went to my bookshelf and when I looked at the back again, I was like, hmm, like I picked this up. Like I wasn't really sure why. Um, not that it sounded bad or anything like that, but I wasn't really sure what drew me to it. But I was like, okay, like I picked this up for a reason, I guess. Let's give it a try. And let me tell you, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised because I ended up loving this book. So I am already somebody who is a fan of fantasy novels in general. And keep in mind, fantasy is a pretty broad term. So it can be everything from something that's a little bit more fairy tale-esque to something more like Game of Thrones. So I am a pretty big fan of that genre as a whole. Um, so that does lend itself to me liking this book as much as I did and rating it as favorably as I'm going to be rating it. But I do think it is a really good book for a lot of people, whether you are already a big fan of fantasy books or whether you haven't really dipped your toe in. And part of the reason that I say that is because even though it is a fantasy novel, there is a lot of grittiness to the book. And that's something that I really enjoyed. It felt much more serious and darker and it just didn't feel as goofy or as silly as it might have if it was written by a different author. And I do think that this book felt the way that it did and that I loved it as much as I did and took it as seriously as I did is because Holly Black is a very reputable author who has a lot of experience, which definitely lends itself to the book being as good as it is. So she has written several other books before and is a New York Times bestselling author. However, she has written predominantly young adult books before. So there are several to her name. The most notable would probably be The Spiderwick Chronicles, which I remember reading as a kid and I remember really loving. And you might be familiar with the movie since that was adapted into a movie. But she's also won several awards. Um, some of the most really notable awards are a Nebula, which is a big deal for sci-fi, and a Newbery Honor as well. And this is an aside, but on her website, it does say that she lives in New England and she has a house with a secret library. So Holly Black, please DM me. Please reach out. Let's be friends. Invite me to your house because I would absolutely 
fucking die to see a secret library. That is all that I want in my own home. So naturally, I'm going to be a big fan of her work just because of that. But back to this book specifically. So let me quickly tell you what it's about. So this book follows the protagonist named Charlie Hall. And Charlie Hall has spent half her life working for magicians who manipulate shadows. And these magicians are called Glaumus. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if I'm not. So what I mean by manipulate shadows is that they are people who specifically have this natural ability to manipulate their own shadow. It kind of becomes like a second self. They can kind of, they put all their emotions into it to kind of give it power and they can kind of split their consciousness and kind of see through their shadow's eyes, but they're able to basically control it and do things like sneaking into rooms, unlocking things, stealing things, things like that. But in this world of Glaumus, there are things like these ancient books or texts that have all sorts of information on shadow manipulation or any other sort of dark arts. However, Charlie is done with that life. She isn't a glamour herself, but she is a thief and is really good at pickpocketing, sneaking into places, things like that, and work for the glamour. However, as I said, she is done with that and is trying to sort of distance herself from her past. So she's just bartending at a local dive bar while living with her sister Posey, who is obsessed with magic and is desperate to be a glamist herself and have her shadow be manipulated to become one of these people. And she's also living with her boyfriend, Vince, who doesn't have a shadow and she really isn't sure why. Because that is something else that can occur is that somebody can have their shadow, specifically a shadow that has been manipulated and has sort of awoken which means that you have that ability to control it and not everybody does. So if you do, and if it does happen to you either naturally or some sort of traumatic event has sort of triggered it, then you can cut off your shadow. However, they talk about it and it's kind of this dark unknown thing and people say it feels really weird. It's like you're cutting off part of yourself. Um, And so something that does occur in this world is that people will send sort of criminals to cut off people's shadows because you can sew a shadow onto somebody else. So if you are somebody who does not have this magical ability, you do not have this like awakened shadow, you could pay to have somebody's quickened shadow because that's how they refer to it as a quickened shadow. You could pay to have somebody's quickened shadow sewn onto you and then you have this ability to control it. But as Charlie is trying to distance herself from this life and from this sort of seedy underworld that occurs, there is a figure from her past that comes back into her life that sort of ends up dragging her back into this world through a series of very unfortunate events that unfold and really send her on this mission. And she ends up plunging back into this world, using her skills again to go up against these sort of glaumist mercenary killers, a billionaire, and all sorts of other characters. 
And specifically, it does end up revolving around her being hired to steal a book, a very ancient sort of text with like a metal cover that is called the Book of Blights. And it's supposed to hold this information on this secret ritual where you can actually give your shadow so much power that it can become a separate entity or even basically human being apart from you. And it can fully detach from the wearer and be this own entity. And everyone is after this book and everybody is trying to get a hold of it and they are even willing to kill for it. But even though this novel sounds very heavy on the fantasy and that might have been a little bit difficult to follow just because I maybe didn't explain it the best, something that I do love about this book, love, 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 is that it is set in present day. So even though you have all of this magic and fantasy and this dark, totally fictional underworld that's going on, it all takes place in present day. So you still have modern day police force. You still have normal bars. It takes place around normal cities. And I just sort of love the merging of those two things. And something else that Holly Black did that I sincerely appreciate is the fact that she took the time to write out the entire lore or rules of this magical universe and how it all realistically and logistically works, which I sincerely appreciate. There are quite a few authors who just have these thoughts and these concepts and just immediately put pen to paper without really doing any research or writing anything down, like Stephanie Meyer with Twilight, for example. So I just really appreciate an author who puts in that work and it ends up really showing in the final product because everything is just so cohesive. And even if it's not explicitly spelled out, it does play a major role in how the finished product turns out. And in terms of this book's specific plot, there is quite a bit of action and it actually does feel very much like a movie. I do think it would be hard to make into a movie just because you'd have to have some really top-notch CGI effects for things like the shadow manipulation and some of the other visuals that occur in the book. However, if this did get turned into a movie, I think it would be very sick. But it does feel like a movie in terms of the plot structure. Like it does really sort of build up to this sort of end fight scene that's really common in movies. And there is a plot twist as well. And I won't tell you anything about this plot twist, obviously, but it does revolve around one of the major characters. And I did predict this plot twist when I was reading the book. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is what's going on. But the author really did a good job of psyching me out and made me completely question that. And I was like, no, I'm wrong. That's clearly not the case. And it ended up being the case. And I felt so vindicated. But I just wanted to mention that just so you know that there is another element to the story that it's not just purely action. But I did mention that sort of movie comparison that it did kind of feel like a movie structure to the plot. And I want to touch back on that comparison a little bit just because this book actually reminded me a lot of the movie Constantine. 
And if you don't know the movie that I am referring to, I do not blame you. I did not really know about this movie until like last year because it was a movie that actually came out in 2005, but it does have Rachel Weisz and Keanu Reeves in it. And the only reason that I now know about this movie is because both my boyfriend and my brothers love this movie, like are obsessed with it. And they kept telling me like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. And I made the mistake of watching the trailer. So don't do that. Don't make the same mistake that I did. Because like many early odds trailers, it does not do the film justice. Tonally, it is very different. Um, Maybe just look up what the plot is on like IMDb or something like that. That would be my recommendation. But if you have seen this film, then you will know what I'm talking about in terms of how it merges this, I don't know, shadow world, if you will, with modern day society. Granted, Constantine really takes a religious route. It's more about God and the devil and demons. This book isn't. It's purely more just magic and shadows, but it's still very similar. And they both have that sort of gritty, I don't know, gritty vibe and sort of a similar, what I imagine as a sort of a similar aesthetic. And I think that sort of highlights my next point is that not to be gender stereotypical here, but I don't really have the vocabulary to express this any other way, but I do think that this is a book that's great for both men and women, if you will. And again, I'm just being very stereotypical. I myself don't even fall into these stereotypes because I love things that are quote unquote guy reads, I guess, like whatever that means. But if we are just going to use these stereotypes, if you will, you'd have things like romance and chiclet and those sort of books. And then you have things that maybe fall into the guy category, quote unquote, which is like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, things like that. And sometimes you do have books that sort of fall squarely in the middle. And I'm always kind of impressed by that because I feel like authors tend to really cater to one audience over the other. But this is a book that, in my opinion, really caters to everyone. So with that said, I am obviously rating this five out of five stars. But again, just keep in mind my personal tastes. Like I said, at the start of this episode, I am a fan of fantasy novels in general. So take that into consideration and don't be like my grandma and just read any book that I give five stars because you might end up hating it. But if you are a fan of books in this genre or even adjacent to this genre, I also think that you will love it just as much as I did. However, if this genre is not up your alley, as always, stay tuned for next week's episode. I always mix up the genres, so be sure to stay tuned to see what type of book I'm going to talk about next week. And in the meantime, be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is the biggest way to support me and the show. Subscribe from wherever you're listening from, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, uh, as well as TikTok at Brutally Honest Books as well. And I will talk to you in the next episode.
Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.